All right, welcome back to Lindrop Hockey Podcast. We are in partnership with the Black and Gold Hockey Production Studio. We're here with co-host, father and son duo, Andrew and Jim Lindrop. Dad, how are you today? Doing great, Andrew. This is episode 130. This is a special just us uh, Bruins going into game three against uh, the Florida Panthers here on April 21st. So we're doing a quick uh, playoff episode here. So we've got a lot of stats to go over. Uh, get our own personal thoughts and uh, just be uh, fan fanatics here going into game three. So Bruins win game one, looked great. Going to game two, sloppy, turnovers everywhere. They lose big time on game two. Now we're going into game three. So what do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I think uh, with this stomach bug going around the room, I think that uh, people are underestimating that that's probably had a toll on quite a bit of those players. They said that Jacob Blavko had lost eight pounds during it. True. A lot of those guys are very sick, and you can't underestimate an illness. The reason why I'm mentioning the illness right now is because the the last game, Dad, you can disagree with me or agree with me if you'd like. I'd like to hear your thoughts, but I feel like that that game was very out of uh, – it was not characteristic of them at all, and I think that uh, – that was one of the few losses, bad losses that they would have all season, including the regular season. So I'm hoping that they move on from that. They obviously miss Bergeron, but they can also win without Bergeron. What were your thoughts with the poor performance last game? Because I'm not, I'm not too too worried about it, believe it or not. I'm not 100% worried about it. Right. And, and again, it's playoff hockey, so everybody's uh, you know crazy and oversensitive about everything that happens. But we've been able to digest this. Uh, and I think we were all heated like any other Boston Bruins fans of what the hell's going on with this team. And uh, no, I'm not worried about it. And my thoughts on the game. Uh, and actually, I got a couple quotes here. And I think the coach nailed it best. So Montgomery mm -hmm. talked about how turnovers were catastrophic. And he also put um, that it, they're not typical of the turnovers that they're used to. And that's true. And yeah, sloppy turnovers galore i mean that's something that's an easy fix right i you know i looked at in game one all mark he didn't look good to me as far as like his face meaning he looked ill to me he didn't look like his normal focus self and again we knew he was battling the stomach bug at that time uh what happened on on wednesday you know who knows i thought he played a a, a decent game maybe there's some uh effects i heard he's game decision game time decision today so we may have swayman come in but uh again with anything to deal with lineups and changes and things like that coaches are going to play everything injuries close to the vest even though you told me there's a um, report on bergeron where's bergeron stand yeah so bergeron right now officially does have an injury it was speculated that it was just a sickness but he did uh himself confirm that he did tweak something in the last game he wanted to play the last game because his father is in very bad health. And he is, of course, from Quebec, Montreal area, and his whole family came out. Um, so we need to leave him alone about his decision there. But uh, he is officially out for game three and four, Dad. They are hoping he is available for game five. But it's looking like we may miss Bergeron this whole first round if we don't. You know, and like you out. said, the Bruins are quite capable of, of winning without Bergeron. But again, having Bergeron would, would only be a plus. Uh, let me run through some stats. It's only been two games, but here's stats. And let's look at any uh, trends um, that we can dig into here. So as far as minutes played, no surprise here. McAvoy leads with about 22 minutes per game. 
followed by Orloff and Lindholm, both with 21. So no surprise there. But something that did surprise me, the uh, minute leader in the first two games for the forwards is Krejcic. Right. Um, and uh, we'll talk, we're going to talk uh, about shift, how many shifts players have. And I think it's going to tell us um, of how some lines are doing quicker, faster shifts. And what I mean by that, I'll just go into it. In shifts, the leader uh, for the forwards is Marchand. He's got 55 shifts. And I think he's averaging about 18 minutes per game. So that first line is doing very quick shifts. Pasta Krejcic and DeBrusque um, are all with about 49, 50 shifts. Coyle's at 50. And uh, but like I said, with the minute leader being Krejcic, that looks like that second line is getting more ice time. Well, and which just means I would I would guess. I mean, we're only playing with a minute or two um, on ice, but the uh, there's shorter shifts on that first line. Well, and Dad, I do want to say this too. Um, other than the fourth line guys, there are two players who have under 15 minutes of ice time per game right now. Frederick, who's only about 10 and a half minutes, which you could, I mean, he switched off the fourth line. Once the whole place is healthy, he'll be on the fourth line. But Taylor Hall, barely 13 minutes a game. I mean, he's barely getting anything more than fourth line numbers. Why do you think that is, Dad? I mean, we you want to use his speed, and I know that the physicality may be a big part too, but it's not like he's a stranger to it. So we should we should call up Dave Capuano. We should. And uh, I don't want to put words in Dave's mouth, but I'm pretty sure Dave would say, um, you know, he's coming back from an injury. Correct. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, Dave being a former NHLer, um, he kind of got on my case when we were talking <laughs> uh, one time recently about I forget what player it was. And he was like, you know, coming back from injuries different than you know coming back from like a common cold you know right, what i mean right so i think that you're just taking it slow with hall but yeah of course everybody's concerned but it's going to take time for him to get his groove so i'm not surprised at the lack of minutes there right um guy that's just tearing it up postseason as far as he's leading with points it's only two games is uh is bertuzzi right but the guy is involved in everything and he's an agitator right and he's getting under the skin of kachuk Yep. And we need him, but we also, I think we need his gritty play. He's going to take uh, uh, a lot of focus yeah. away from the Florida Panthers. And he's having a, a hell of a playoff series already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Dan, I just feel like uh, I'm hoping that this game will definitely be different. I hope that the guys are rested because the defense looked really bad. I mean, even Orloff and everything. And I say bad as in, they just didn't look like themselves because um, our D is probably one of the most excellent um, three pairings that we have in the NHL. But uh, it was just such an out of characteristic. Of course, I was very upset. We were all upset that day. But after you sleep on it, you realize um, that I don't think the Bruins will be making a habit of this. So, Dad, what do you think that they need to do? All bullshit aside, what do they need to do to win game three? Because now they have home ice taken home ice advantage taken away from them after the loss last night. Right, right. But, they, but they could gain it back with a win. Right. All right. Well, let me run down some Florida stats real quick. So I ran down the minutes, and this is kind of telling. So remember, McAvoy runs with about 22 minutes for the Bruins. For Florida, it's Montour at 25 minutes per game, and almost at 25 minutes is Ekblatt and Forslund. Yeah. Now, that's a lot of minutes for those three defensemen. Right. 
Kachuk is at 21 and Reinhardt's at 22. And they're their stars. And of course, they got Bennett back too. Right. Uh, but that's a lot of minute for those guys. And the Bruins need to wear them down. Yes, I agree. Um, what do the Bruins need to do? They need to get back to playing Bruins hockey and why they have won so many games this uh, regular season and why they're the President's Trophy. And 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 I haven't seen any Bruins fans saying, oh, President's Trophy curse, even though everybody's thinking about it. They lost one game bad. What I'm surprised at, well, actually, I'm not surprised. We see it very often every year. And pretty much every series, except I think the Rangers, New Jersey series is one of them that, um, you know, it's one, one. Right. And just like the Toronto lightning series, again, lightning came out on fire. Like the Bruins did game one and totally embarrassed Toronto, which was fun by the way, right. as a Bruins fan. But then last night, game two, different story, Toronto, different team. Now, what did Florida do different in game two? Well, again, they had Bennett back. And Maurice, their coach, changed up the lines. So the Bruins will adjust to that. Right. They came out flat. Yeah, stomach bug going around. Um, who knows who's hurt? Who knows who's playing hurt? But the Bruins have so much depth that this shouldn't be a problem. Well, and Dad, so now that we are talking about the next game, I do want to bring up the um, early morning, early this morning that they had a practice here are the lines that okay. he will at least Monty will start the game with. Obviously, it'll change because you'll hear this. First line, Marchant, Coyle, and Frederick. Second line, Hall, Zaka, Pasta. Third line, Bertuzzi, Krejci, DeBrusque. Fourth line, Lauco, subbing in for Felino, Noshik, and Hathaway. Clifton pulled out. Now Grizz is replacing Grizzlick, McAvoy, top line. Second pairing is Lindholm, Carlo, and they're keeping Forbert in. And he'll be playing with Orloff. I feel like Forbert, I like him. He He's obviously a good uh, block shot guy, good penalty kill guy. But, Dad, he's getting burnt bad by these fast, smaller guys on Florida. And right now it's almost like uh, – and this is not the dog on Forbert, but it's almost like uh, shades of Chara when McAvoy had to constantly jump behind him, save the play. So my point is they're having to work a little harder defensively to kind of help out with Forber. I think you need Grizzlick in his transition game going up the ice because the defenseman can't move the puck right now. I, I would love to have Grizz back, but I would not be sitting Clifton. I would not be sitting Clifton. I don't know why they would be. And I think he's been playing well. I think Clifton's been playing well. Uh, you know, I mean, we're sitting here in my office talking on, on a microphone on a podcast. We're not the head coach and there's a reason right. for that. Right. Uh, so, you know, we have to trust Montgomery knows what he's doing, but you know, um, you know, Carlo is, I dog on Carlo all the time. So do you. And he just seems to be on his ass whenever somebody scores on our goalie. Yeah. And, and it just might be, I've just got a bad taste in my mouth for Carlo, but he's been burnt so many times. Doesn't pick up the extra player. But again, I think I'm just biased because I want the Bruins to get rid of Carlo. So, right. But Carlo is big. He does make some good plays, you know. I mean, I, I got to give him that, but I I just think that I I I wouldn't be playing a, a a Carlo. But I know there's a lot of Carlo fans, and maybe he does something. I never played defense; I was more of a forward when I played. So uh, maybe he does the things, but I, he just drives me nuts. It just seems like every time there's a goal, Carlo is 
looking around like what just happened. But anyway, I don't I don't want to dog on Carlo. Here's what I think is going to happen. So the Bruins, obviously, if this lineup, by the way, that'll be a strange lineup. I know. Very strange. But if those are the lines, then maybe it's in response to the changeup of lines that Florida did. Correct. In game two. Um, now, here's they, – they're going to have to reconcile with us, both teams, right? You have Longberg being the puss that he is of trying to choke out Frederick at the end of game two. Right. Uh, he was looking for it. Frederick gave it to him and, and, uh, took it to him. and, and took it to him. And then the guy starts choking out Frederick. And you can see that if, if people don't want to, if people want to watch the video again, go ahead and, and Google it. But it's, it's, uh, that's uncalled for. And I think uh, there's going to be payback for that. Well, and Frederick even said in an interview that he said he was about two seconds away. He thought his lights were going out. He was like, I thought I was going to be passed out on the ice because he was just choking him and laying on him. And Lomberg's 190 pounds. He's, he's a small guy, but he's not that small. So you've got Bertuzzi, like I said, agitating, and he's got Kachuk's number. Right. And uh, that's good to get Kachuk, you know, in the penalty box. I'd hate to lose Bertuzzi, but Bertuzzi seems to have his number gets under his skin. If gets you take everybody's Chuck out skin. off the ice, though, I think it's worth it, even if it is Bertuzzi. You know? So you've got already some hatred, which is great. It's playoff hockey. So if I was a coach, here's what I would do. And I would simply tell Frederick and, uh, well, Felino's out, right? You said so, Felino's out? Yeah, as of the morning skate, he is not. He was not in the lineup. Um, I'd tell Frederick and, you know, anybody else that has any uh, sort of uh, they want to go at somebody to get it out early and get it in the first period. Set the tone, get it out of your system, and then let's get back to playing uh, discipline. And I think this is where Cassidy went wrong in the past years, where he always pledged, look the other way, turn the cheek, and it didn't serve the Bruins well at all under his tenure to get to the uh, winning the cup and Bruins have that depth as far as physicality. Um, I, I think that Nosek has a target on his back uh, where they thought Nosek did a couple, uh, dirty, I think it was dirty a, a dirty hit. Elbow, yeah. And uh, so he's going to have to step up to the plate. He's not a fighter, but he will drop his gloves. And I think if that's going to happen, let's get it out early. And let's take it to them and get them off their game and frustrate them and start scoring goals. So the Bruins do still doing well on power play. Right. Yeah. They're finally picking the power play back up. So penalty uh, kills been fine. Marchant seems to be finding the net. So he's starting to uh, uh, peak at a good time. He's getting hot. So the Bruins, I think, are in good shape. But, you know, again, we, we need a little bit more from. You know, like Felino has 12 penalty minutes. There's no, you know, there's, it's, there's no shock that he's sitting. Right. And he hasn't done, and, and to be Bertuzzi, fair, he hasn't done that much. Bertuzzi has like 12 penalty minutes, but he's in there like what he's doing and agitating. I mean, it's right worth it, shall right. we say? Right. But Felino's just not stepped up yet. He's not, maybe he's not 100% from his injury, but he wants right. in since this is probably his last postseason. Right, right. You know, uh, Coyle moving the puck really well. But my God, Bruins have got to shoot the puck more. And I think there's just been one pass too many on a lot of plays. Well, and I think uh, if, if Felino's out, Lauco would be in. And I think that that kid, he, I think I think great. he's going to be a wrecking ball if he does play. I think he's going to be 
finishing checks, and his speed is what that fourth line needs. And Hathaway's really fast, too. You need that speed. So Hathaway's been – he's there, but he, I can't say he's been a big presence – the way that his reputation of being a disruptor is. So I want to see Hathaway get involved. And like I said, Hathaway might be the guy that's sort of in reserve that if somebody goes after a McAvoy, which by the way, they're going after McAvoy, uh, that he needs to step in. Right. Well, because I think also too, it's like with Marshan, I think he's afraid to start shit or get involved because the refs he has a reputation and i think he'll get a penalty easily so i think he's been trying to be more reserved but i think you're right dad they need could you imagine marchant bertuzzi frederick and hathaway all being rats on the ice every line you got somebody get under the skin drawn penalties right you want to do that so let's flip again we don't know the goalie situation all mark is a game game time decision as of this moment um I think we're still okay. Swayman's not Olmec, but Swayman is still Sway. He can get certainly get the job done. Right. And if need be, we got Brandon Bussey. You know, Bussey six six baby. I mean, he's huge, and he's he he's had a great season. So I think as far as the goaltending is concerned, Bruins still got the depth. Meaning, you know, you take out one goalie like like with Lightning. Who do they get? They get Elliot, old veteran Elliot as a backup. Old, so if yeah. Vaz gets hurt that's pretty much game right season you know series ending there in my in my opinion nothing against Elliot but he's not vast no. so the Bruins have got that but what about Florida you, you sure you're going with the AHL goalie who's hot he won game two right. he's playing well oh yeah he's had some great saves but you're gonna sit the guy you're paying 10 million dollars a year yeah in the playoffs now it's either he's going to be Maurice, the coach is going to be the fool of the year, or if they end up upsetting the Bruins and moving on, then genius. He, that's the that's <laughs> a genius of, of the playoffs right there, of playing yeah. that goalie. And, of course, the jury's out. But I think as far as a respect, and remember we talked about Cassidy disrespecting um, some of the Bruins players. Right. Uh, drawing a blank. Boy, oh, Bacchus. Yes. He did back us wrong. And I think there's there it smells like that to me. Right. That the coach is just doing Bobrovsky wrong. The right. guy was a two-time Vesna winner. Right. He's still very, very good. And I understand going with a hut goalie, but you know, you gotta go with your your vet. But hey, like I said, that's why he's the head coach. Right. Well, and, I'm glad that the coaches are at least going, who's the best? Doesn't matter how much we pay you or, or your I, vet status. I guess. But, you know, so when Barotsky's got to get in there. Right. Right. Say the Bruins light this guy up. Right. Right. Lions, that we light him up tonight and they pull him. Barotsky's going to be like, you know, yeah. I don't care. Trade me right fucking now for next season. And here's the thing, too. They don't have the depth and goalie like we do because they're third string. I don't even know who it would be because Spencer Knight, one of, which and, would have and, been a superstar. I like he's that out. kid. Yeah. I like that kid. I, I wish him the best. I know he's in rehab. He's got to get some of his personal things together. Yep. But I like that kid. I'm good on him for going to the NHLPA uh, player assistance program and getting the help that he needs. Whatever it is, we're not here to speculate, but uh, good on the kid because, yeah, my father and I, we've been fans of that kid for a while, so since he was drafted by them. We've got to um, I think officiating in general so far this playoff season has been hit or miss. I was going to ask you about it. So, other than the playoffs, what about last game? I felt like uh, it took more than 10 minutes near the end whenever uh, Nosek and 
Kachuk, they're all talking shit. I mean, they couldn't get the game under control. And I feel like at the end, that's why Frederick got in the fight. There was these big brawls. I mean, what do you think? I mean, the officiating has been pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, it's been hit or miss. Uh, definitely you need to, and it happened sort of in the uh, game last night with uh, Tampa and Toronto I was watching. Same type of thing here is you let things fester and it just gets worse, worse. You got to like make the call, tell the coaches to shut up. You don't have to explain everything and drop the puck and move on. Right. And, you know, even at the end of the Bruins game, there was three seconds left. And of course the refs did make the right call of, just saying game over. Right. Uh, so I do respect the refs there because when he blew the whistle and three seconds left, I was like, what is the ref doing? Right. I mean, he's but, just asking for pandemonium. But, you know, look, it's a tough job. Remember, um, um, and I enjoy seeing our former guest, Dave Jackson. Yes. Who's, uh, yes. you know, the uh, ref commentator now for ESPN. We see him all the time on, yep. on the TV. You know, it's a tough job. Uh, they try to get it right. It's a fast game. Uh, I think Spit and Chicklets has done a good job about uh, some missed, blatant missed calls so far in the playoffs yeah. in general of calling out the refs. Um, you know, but it's it's hard. You it, can't catch all of them, but some of the super blatant ones, it's hard to not get frustrated, a high hit or a high, high stick. But sometimes, no, sometimes, sometimes moment, you got it. Look, you get Gary Bettman sitting at the last game. And and I know Tampa, he, Toronto, you mean? No, Bruins. Oh, OK. And I know he wants to take the fighting and sort of the the uh, aggressive slap shotish behavior out of hockey, but you're not going to. And especially in the playoffs, you got uh, you know men all hyped up on testosterone, and you know there's too much face wash. There's too much. I don't. I just me being old. I don't like this reaching around and like strangling some guy and pushing him away. Yeah. You know, if anything, you know, punch him in the face and move on. Right. But none of this face wash. Yep choking them all this crap it just it's it's nonsense and i think if they release the pressure pressure valve and allow some of these players and the linesmen not getting in i think the linesmen are jumping in way too early right right meaning i think there has to be the pressure valve let loose or you're going to have really bad situations that Batman's going to be even more pissed off about if they right. don't let these players kind of police themselves if they want two players want to go let them go right and don't just jump in there and tell them no but anyway that's just me i want to see a little bit more of of that because i think it's part of the game and i think it changes the momentum of the game and i think it would help the bruins an awful lot if we have that yeah absolutely absolutely so i think that's where we stand it's still going to be great i still think the bruins are, are, are going to take it right and if they don't I will say this up front. I think most fans would agree with this. This is not Don Sweeney's fault if the Bruins don't get past round uh, one or do, or do not win the Stanley Cup because um, we've been critical of him yeah. the past few years, yep. the, all those first-round picks that have gone bad. But he put together a Stanley Cup team, and the players got to execute. They have to execute. I agree. So, Deb, what are your uh, what are your predictions? Do you think the Bruins are going to come back? And I'm not saying predictions as in – game prediction of what's going to happen obviously we want the Bruins to win do you think the Bruins come out with their energy and their heads on their shoulders or do you think that they're going to come out still fuzzy from all the sickness I and, think, and, and I, think, I think both teams are going to come out aggressive and 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 try to get a jump on the other um I think Boston will come out a little bit more heavy but again the big question is going to be there are some resolved issues between players 
like the Lomberg and Frederick. And and like I said, Nosick and I think it was Kachuk wanted him because of, he thought that high hit with the elbow, right? Mm-hmm. Get it out of the way early because, um, you know, you don't want that stuff when you uh, – in the middle of the game, let's just say. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll happen at the end of the game only if it's a blowout by one of the teams. Right. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing. Is it setting a tone – yeah, it's sort of setting the tone, but it's also a little bit like last night with the lightning in Toronto game. It got a little bit ridiculous of I don't want to say sore losers because it doesn't make me sound like a hockey fan, but it's just bullshit when you're down, you know, seven to one or six right. to one or whatever the score was at the time. And it just turns into, you know, cheap shot goon fest. And I understand, but it's just frustration. I don't know how much it is of setting a tone for the next game as it is just being cheap they yeah they just are frustrated and they want to take it out and it's kind of expected you like you all right we expect it we're down you know here yep. comes the frustration yeah and i don't want that to happen uh but i i think let get it out of your system early but let's see but not play the cassidy let's turn the other cheek and let's stay disciplined no there's too much resolve issues already right so let frederick go after Lomberg. Yep. And, you know, and let them go after Nosek. He could take care of himself. Yeah. But again, Hathaway, he's going to step up. You think Hathaway will step up next year? He game? has to. I mean, that's going to be his role. What is he, a third line, a fourth line fourth, tonight? Fourth line, yeah. And so he's going to have to step up, be the agitator. And he, I think he is sort of the un. Um, he is the secret right now because he's not really been. He hasn't done too much yet. He hasn't done as far as much. agitating and stuff. Right. And I think that now he's going to step it up. That That's my prediction. Half the way he's going to get up into the play. Either start scoring yeah. or start agitating and start sticking up. And I think Bertuzzi is going to be a menace tonight. We can't forget the old school hockey of being cheap. Right. Or as Marchant likes to say, being on the border of, of, of respectful and cheap. Right. Right. Um, and getting under the skin and getting Florida off their game. Right. Remember, that used to be 70s and 80s hockey, even the 90s. Right. It was all about the playoffs, pulling a team off their focus, agitating them, getting them razzled. Right. We used to rattle the goalies, but right. now I, I think, you know, we just can't do that. The goalies have got to protect themselves. Yeah. We have, we as fans and the game, we have to protect the goalies more. It's too quick. Guys are getting too much into the crease, bumping goalies. But back in the day, it was, you know, hitting goalies behind the net and, you know, really causing problems. I don't want to see that. What would you think of uh, Morgan Barron from Winnipeg, 75 stitches? Bro, I, I don't think I would have gone out to play. I would have been like, I'm going, I'm going fuck home. Man. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, good for him for playing. He's got balls, dude. I don't think I'd be it, playing after once 75 Once he stitched stitches. up. He, he he looks a lot better, but yeah, it's like a whole side of his face is all falling on a skate. Yeah, yeah. it's not good, man. Yeah, but uh, hockey tough, baby. It, it's hockey tough. But anyway, let's stop this short episode. Yeah, absolutely. So if anybody um, hasn't done so, please subscribe to us. By the way, go Seattle. Dude, they're putting it to the avalanche right now. Did they win? No, they didn't win. They didn't win last night, but they were close. I mean, they kept them there and they beat them up the first game. So I think even the Avalanche, who was, was thought everybody thought that they were going to make it to the finals again this year, dude, it's playoffs. Anything can happen, Dad. Right? 
don't forget Columbus and Tampa a couple of years ago. Subscribe to us on any app. That certainly helps us out. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube. I'm going to post this, even though we've been looking at each other. Every once in a while, I look at the camera. Yeah, same. But, uh, you know, we've had requests, you know, put some stuff up on YouTube. So uh, you get to look at our our ugly mugs here and in all of Andrew's tattoos, even though he's covered them up today. Mostly. He usually <laughs> wears a tank top. Yes. Um, yeah. And check out, by the way, we need to plug Andrew's band that uh, is is hot right now. Yeah. Real hot. Through it all. T-H-R-U. Through it all. Alt rock. So, I mean, if you like rock, you'd like us, but we're doing a lot. 10,000 followers or something on YouTube or whatever it 10, was. 000, over 10,000 Instagram, TikTok. We're uh, playing some, like we're going out doing some weekend runs in some other states, but we're uh, we're getting hot right now. We're getting some good offers too. This so public. check it out. Through it all. T-H-R-U, through it all. Yep. All right. So we want to thank everybody. Go Bruins. Yes. Go and Bruins. we'll catch you next week. We should, uh, we'll be back to having a guest on. Correct. Yes. And, uh, We'll be talking playoff hockey, too. We might have a bonus episode. Yeah. As long as Bruins make it, we'll have Dave on and we'll talk. Thank you, guys. Thank you.